What's up, guys and gals, fellow whiskey sippers? This is Whiskey Biz Podcast, where we rate and review whiskeys under 30, but today it's a little bit different. Yeah, we actually have a very special guest. It's Heath, is it Schneider? Schneider. Wow, I'm struggling. You got it, Schneider. Perfect. (laughs) Um, From Iowa Legendary Rye. Heath, do you want to kind of give the listeners a little rundown about the distillery, a little bit about your background, kind of what's going on with that? Oh, you bet. Yeah. So um, we make a uh, rye recipe that made the town of Templeton, Iowa famous. We actually grow our own grain uh, in Iowa. We grow the rye. Um, we ferment the rye. We manufacture our own stills. We actually build our own stills. And we uh, resurrected a recipe from 1932 through a series of bootleggers handing down a recipe. I think we're on our fifth generation. And I am the first person in the history of my family to make liquor legally. That's really cool. That's a, that's actually an awesome story. Um, and we're really glad to have you on. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. Yeah. So now we'll let you to continue talking about the whiskeys or your rise. I, sh- I say whiskeys in their rise. Um, I, I tend to do that a lot. I'll call, you know, a whiskey, a, a bourbon. Sometimes I call rye bourbon. It's yeah. I'm, I'm all over the place. That's kind of my, my thing, <laughs> I guess. But yeah. you have four whiskeys in your lineup. So four rise, you have the white, Correct. the red, the black, and the purple. Yep. And is that going to be something consistent? It's always going to be those four. Uh, we make a vodka also. Oh, oh that's okay. right. That's right. Yeah. Because uh, this is the whiskey biz, we didn't send you the vodka. Which <laughs> that's fair. That's fine. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> I don't but, do well uh, with vodka either. So, <laughs> what's uh, um, unique about our efforts is it's the same recipe regardless of the bottle. Interesting. It's the same uh, recipe regardless of the flavor profile. Uh, we don't change the recipe. We just change the way we work the recipe. So um, I think one thing you guys will really enjoy out of this is how much different they are from each other, even though they're the exact same recipe. Interesting. And I'm really excited to try, to try, holy crud, to try the, had anything to drink it. I haven't, maybe that's the problem (laughs) Um, to try the white rye. I've never had a white rye before. And what I was told by someone was if it's a, if a distiller can make a good white rye, they're a good distiller. Oh, yeah, because the barrel is for filtering. Yes. You know, the, the barrel is for covering up mistakes. You know, I mean, the real intent of a barrel other than storing is to add a flavor profile and take out imperfections. And uh, tragically, there were some international brands that took a took a cut at making clear spirits. And it was so bad. And I name names. I'm sure you guys know better than I do, but it was so bad that a lot of people won't try a unaged spirit anymore because they have such a bad experience from the prior ones that you just can't bring yourself to do it. It's, so we love our white product. It's the base of everything we do. It's, I call it like a nice, it's, it's very similar to a, a perfect vanilla ice cream in that you can add anything to it and it just goes your way. But the vanilla all by itself is wonderful. And we're super proud of it because I don't think anyone else can do it and not 
uh, offend people. It's a tough, you know, it, for lack of a better description, it's like walking out without your clothes on. You know, I mean, you better have a, you better be young or, or <laughs> you do a lot of work. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now when you go through your lineup, what do you recommend someone try first? Do you recommend the white rye? I do. Okay. Yeah. Because, um, number one, it's, it's very special. It's, uh, it sets us apart. Uh, it's our least expensive entry. We sell it for $19 online. So it's a very, uh, easy price point. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, I will put it up against any clear spirit on the planet. I'm that proud. And I mean, tequila, rum, uh, any vodka, obviously this clear spirit, this, what we do here is exceptional. And I'm going to make an invitation to you guys. I know you're in California, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So if you ever want to have a religious experience that does not revolve around a church, I want you to go to my distillery and tell them that he said you could come in and sip off a running still. Okay. I'm all for it. Yeah. It's nice and warm. It's very high proof, somewhere between 160 and 120. And it drinks like butter. Okay. So dangerous. I mean, it's our whole factory smells like a bread factory, like oh. a buttered bread factory. I like and that. And you'll pick that up when you taste this white product because it's, it smells, it tastes like what my factory smells like. Okay. Yeah. And when I say my, I should say our, um, we've got some fantastic people back there doing a grandma's recipe and uh, we've got whiskey rich. Who's the allegedly is, you know, passed down the, uh, the recipe and we've got some fantastic guys, new guys in our group, new to us, but literally 10,000 hours of making liquor already in, in their twenties, Max and Alec. And um, they all do fantastic work for us. But I highly suggest you try that bottle, guys. Okay. Yeah. We, our plan is to kind of go through the whole lineup, kind of give our quick thoughts on mm -hmm. it, and then let you talk a little more about it. Now, I think you've covered this one pretty well. Oh, I didn't do the pop. No, I'll do the pop on the second yeah. bottle. So all of your bottles have very... They're distinct. They're they're very nice. Um, they're, they're catching. They're eye-catching for, yes. for me. And that's that's part of how I or what I go off of when I do go to purchase a new bottle is if the bottle, you know, catches my attention and these definitely do. Uh, especially with the elegance and almost kind of like the like older style with the lettering and the border that kind of goes around it. It's really nice. Um I do like how tall it is too. Yeah. The only thing that I don't like about that is my whiskey shelves are not not high enough for that to fit on. But that's that's perfectly that's fine. It's this, a top shelf. It is. It is. <laughs> you throw it on the top shelf, and people are like, "Ooh, what's that?" Yeah. I I love the labels too. I noticed on the back, uh, you had a picture. Is that your uh, grandmother okay. and grandfather? That's my grandpa and grandma. Yep, that's grandma. Uh, Lorene Sextro and Grandpa Frank Sextro, also known as uh, Shorty Sextro. Very cool. Yeah, and then mm -hmm. this is 40% by volume um, and 80 proof. Mm -hmm. So, and that's the same for the red and the black label. The purple label is your higher, I don't want to say higher end because it's, they're all great rye, but um, that's your full proof. Yeah, that's our full proof. And that's, you know, that's whiskey rich showing off the, the, the high proof is whiskey rich showing off. 
he uh, has a knack for doing some things we don't think anyone else can do. So we make a very limited supply of that, and it takes a lot of time and effort to do it. We'll get into that a little later, but Perfect. yeah, that everything else is uh, 80 proof, and um, I, I think you guys are really going to enjoy this this white product. And off of my first couple uh, nose, well, it sounds weird to say noses. Um, off of the first couple sniffs, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I like I like we've said before, I've never had a clear spirit like this. At least um, I'm getting, and I haven't had a rye bread in a long time. But I am picking up like what you were saying, where it does have like a bread. So if since I haven't, I'm like okay. So then this is what rye bread tastes or smells like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get a little bit of that scent you get off of beer with like the oh, yeast. Yeah. Um, but the sip uh was it's it's almost like it's so smooth. I'm I'm amazed at that because usually, I mean, in terms of most bourbons and rye, which that's primarily what we talk about. Sometimes we bring in some American whiskeys, but usually the less aged whiskeys just there's not much going on. You don't you don't really enjoy it. And this now this hasn't been aged at all in a barrel, correct? Never touched a barrel. Right out of the still, uh, we add some hyper filtered water so it doesn't uh, corrupt the taste, and we put it in a bottle. And we're super proud of it. We, we it's funny you say smooth because I think smooth. You know everybody uses the word smooth. When I have somebody tell me, "Oh, this is smooth," it's like you want smooth. Let me show you smooth. Uh-huh. And this this the the white product makes phenomenal cocktails also because it's so smooth that it hides behind juice it's it's tricky in that you can do a one-to-one with juice and kind of be like wow you know where usually it's a you know one to six one to seven ratio we can do one-to-one and still get a pretty nice taste in product so the smoothness is 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 a very intuitive um, perception you've got going there yeah and uh sorry rob um i was going to jump in and say that there's there's a decent amount of heat that goes down too which is really nice like it's smooth on the on the palate and goes down nice and then you're also like hit with like a nice warm which you would normally get from a rye and um yeah i don't know like i I really enjoyed it and it was weird and i always say weird stuff or i pick up weird things for me as weird as it is, there was a little bit of a finish of almost like a red vine. I don't know why. I know that there's a red vine. Like the, the, the candy, oh, the licorice. Yeah. Red licorice, like, yeah. Yeah, for some reason I was that's how that's how it finished for me. And it and it just I was like, Oh man, I'm I'm gonna be saying something stupid again, but <laughs> that's how it was finishing for me. Sometimes, you know, just tie it to a different flavor that you've had in the past. And I can see what you're saying. Red vines are sweet. Mm-hmm. It has kind of a nice sweet finish. I was going to say this would be, I talk a lot about like situational alcohols. If I'm going to have like one glass toward the end of the night, I don't want it to be really potent and sit on my palate heavily. And this would be absolutely perfect for that because it gives you a nice flavor. It sits on the palate lightly it it's lingered on pretty well because I've only had shoot maybe I had both si- two sips but it's it just sits there nicely and it but it's not overbearing and I think it's perfect for that and I think this would be really good to bring someone who isn't maybe like a a vodka drinker to rye or bourbon 
just because it has a similar look for them. Because sometimes right. I think the color can even scare people. No. Has a very nice nose. And then it has, it doesn't sit there heavily like a lot of bourbons and rice do. Right. And when I did the swirl, because uh, I was like, okay, I needed to at least redeem myself at least a little bit. But it, it was just sitting so nicely. Um, as clear as it is, looks like water, almost uh, goes down as, as smooth as water. Yeah, it, it it goes down very nicely. But we talk a lot about it too, Devo, where smooth is sometimes a negative. In this case, smooth isn't negative. Because you still get the flavor, mm-hmm. but it goes down nicely. It doesn't burn. It doesn't hurt. Um, and the flavors, it's it's a unique flavor that I've never experienced. So I'm a little thrown off. Right, right. And that's probably why I was picking up Red Vine for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. Like it, it was, I, I don't, it, now I'm stumbling over my words thinking of like, you know, what I think of a my personal favorites for for rye and how i would like try and you know think of it as and this is definitely different so definitely and and delicious um but my question to you heath what is uh for cocktails since you said that this would be great in cocktails what's uh what's a favorite cocktail of yours that you like to put this in uh, it depends on the time of the day for sure okay <laughs> i love it in bloody mary's i think it makes Ooh. one of the best Bloody Marys, I think, seriously, I love it in Bloody Marys. And um, what I like about it in Bloody Marys is it, it, you can really, you can put a high ABV Bloody Mary together. You know, I, I do it on the golf course, you know, before I go out. You don't have time to drink six Bloody Marys, but you can drink one really, really solid Bloody Mary. Uh-huh. These things go down like gla- just liquid, just boom. Yeah, just like you were saying, the one for one, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you won't believe it till you try it, but uh, you put it with uh, orange juice, you know, like uh, just a regular screwdriver. Uh-huh. Fantastic in orange juice. It goes really nice with grapefruit juice, any juice okay. at all. Um, I also, uh, I, I, I like it neat, which is hard to believe, a, a clear spirit neat. But like you say, an after dinner drink, a lot of people compare it to grappa. If you guys have ever had a grappa, but grappa is basically grape skins that are fermented okay, and then brought up to a high ABV. And a lot of Italian friends that say, Heath, this is just like a, a grappa. And what it is actually is we use four ingredients. And more importantly, we do not use chemicals. So I'm going to tell you something that everybody, gonna, everybody else is going to tell you is absolutely impossible. And I'm telling you right now, it's an absolute fact. We use no chemicals. Typically, alpha amylase is a chemical that you use on any grain to break the grain down quickly so that you can get to the starches and you can start getting the yeast to eat sugar, which is a byproduct of alcohol. That's standard. Okay. What we do is we do water, sugar, rye, and yeast. So we add sugar and everybody's like, well, then that makes it not a whiskey, which is true. Technically, it's not a whiskey because we choose rather than using chemicals to strip grains of starch to get those sugars. Mm-hmm. We give the yeast what it wants in the first place. We give it sugar and then we long ferment the grain 
but we don't use malted barley either. So I can tell you with absolute surety that we're the only company that makes liquor that does not use malted barley or chemicals to create our liquor. We do this because that's what they did in Templeton, Iowa in 1932. And um, grandma was more of a baker than she was a whiskey cook. You know, she came from this from a gardening perspective. She came from this from a bread baking perspective. And we use bread baking yeast. We don't use whiskey yeast. We oh. use a bread yeast. Okay. So that's where we get, you know, you guys are sitting there. And, I, you know, I'm sure you guys have had a few drinks in your life, had a few brands in your life. But I can tell you that there's nothing like this. And that's why it might take you back for a minute is you'll be hard pressed to put it in a category because there isn't a category. It doesn't exist. And the reason we do it is because it's it's what made that place and that time famous. So we're just super proud to bring a piece of history, you know, a piece of American history and a great piece of American history. The town of Templeton, Iowa in the 1930s was 350 of the most bold people you'll ever meet. They were so bold that they hung a, a whiskey jug over Main Street during Prohibition that said Christmas spirits on it you know all the while the feds it's not legal to make liquor uh -huh. that was just that town so we're super proud of the recipe because it's a, a it's a time and a place in history and it's a really cool time and place in history where a little old town of 350 people basically middle fingered the federal government and said we do what we want to do and that's cool i love that part that's awesome yeah and for some reason anytime i'm like listening to your story or, or what you're bringing up I, I think of lawless and that's one of my favorite movies of all time yeah um <laughs> let alone because yeah. of it being you know a bunch of bootleggers running but yeah yeah i think no, you're exactly right and when you said you, you'd be hard-pressed to put this in a category I, I i you're completely correct i can't i can't categorize this it's in a league of its own it is and i would say now, I haven't recommended this for everyone out there that drinks alcohol, but I mean, here's the other thing. It's $20. Mm -hmm. I say anyone that drinks alcohol or mixed drinks, what any type of, if they drink it neat, in a uh, mixed drink, well, I'm, I'm going in circles, buy a bottle of this yeah. and try it. Try it neat. I don't, I don't know about how it'd be on, a, with, on ice, on the rocks, but- you can try it on the rocks. We probably will just to see what kind of flavors come out because it does open it up in a different way. Mm -hmm. We prefer our stuff neat, as everyone knows. But yeah, try it. Try it in a mixed drink. Try it in drinks that you'd never think of. You know what? We should make a margarita out of this. Margarita. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So and to summarize that thought, guys, I say it's the superior spirit for any cocktail whether it's a tequila cocktail, a rum cocktail, a vodka cocktail, any base cocktail, try this. I think it makes mixologists heroes because anyone can throw vodka. Anyone can throw, a, you know, a well tequila. Anyone can throw a well rum. But who throws a rye base into their cocktail? And when you guys get to try it with other juices or in your favorite cocktail, whatever it is, you guys will see it. It it. It really does make your drinks have another dimension that they don't have if you use vodka or a base, basic tequila or a rum. You know, it's, it's, it feels like a higher end base for any cocktail. 
Yeah, and, and kind of like since we did have it neat and we haven't tried it in anything else, like I, I would agree with that, that it, it would, like you said, and I and I, I believe you for sure with the one for one. Um, and that's how we used to pour our whiskey Cokes was one and one. So back in a very dark <laughs> time for us when whiskey Coke was a thing, we have changed from that. But... Right, right. But I'm just saying like, you know, I, I could I could see it definitely holding up and and coming through. It is probably the most common whiskey drink, though, a whiskey Coke. But mm-hmm. I, I think people need to expand their horizons if that's your drink. You got to try different stuff. Right. But I will say. Now, this is available, uh, well, your whole lineup's available uh, in-store, but that's primarily in Iowa, correct? Uh, we're in Iowa, Nebraska. We're pretty much anywhere that a Hy-Vee grocery store exists. So that's six states in the Midwest. And then we're in ne- Nevada. Okay. Uh, we're in Maryland and D.C. We're in Georgia. Uh, we're We're probably more regional than national at this point in time. But you can always go to iowalegendaryrye.com or you can go to Sextros, which is my grandma's last name, S-E-X-T-R-O-S.com. And we're set up with Grape and Mash. We're set up with Roselle Park Wines. We're set up with Old Town Tequila. Um, and soon we, we will be set up with a company that we're hoping to deliver shelf price delivered price, meaning if you could walk in a store and buy it at that price, you can get it shipped to your home for that price, which I think is the future. I really do believe that the e-commerce for craft people such as ourselves, mm-hmm. that's where we're going to get a unique opportunity to serve more people. And again, if we can get you a $19 bottle to your door for $19, you know, granted, you might have to buy two or three bottles to get the shipping to work. Right. But if we can get a 44 or a $55 price free delivery, which is what I'm hoping to do in the next 15 to 20 days. Now it makes craft product very accessible. You know, you just got to plan a week ahead. <laughs> right. Yeah, very true. I mean, I will say there's no question I will have this bottle on my shelf. Like there there I would have this bottle on my shelf for anyone that comes over because I think it's going to be a big uh, I, I mean, I really enjoy it, first of all, but I think it's going to be a big talking point to a lot of people because this isn't out there. I mean, yeah, you have, what was it? The Jim Beam tried a ghost, which was not good. What was yeah. that? Heath? It almost ruined the category. Yes. And that was disappointing. Yeah. Uh, no. but because I, I think Jim Beam's kind of a, it's a decent one out there. I, I like their distillery, but that was, I was highly disappointed by that. And to your point, yeah, it probably, I, it kept me from trying anything clear with whiskey on it or whatnot on it because it was that bad. Yeah. But Devo, I think you have, oh, oh actually let's ask you this. Would you go to the red label or black label next? So I would go to the black label next. Okay. And the, the black label is the original recipe, the original barrel age recipe. Um, so it's the white label that's been put in a brand new Minnesota white oak barrel and um, aged to a point where it tastes like what that product tastes like in 1932. Okay. You don't do an aging statement because it's really weather relative more than anything. Mm-hmm. Is it hot? humid is it wet but um 
we just we look for a color and a flavor and that particular bottle is the exact and i do mean exact time machine rye from 1932. if you could bring yourself back to 32 in the state of iowa and you happen to find this it would taste exactly the same interesting and we're super proud of this it's the same recipe just new barrel awesome here let's see if we can get a, a pop it's a it's a solid pop um it so it is you have the synthetic corks um mm -hmm. honestly originally i was not a huge fan of synthetic corks but then i had a few cork corks break and then i was a huge fan of synthetic corks <laughs> yeah and i know they've been coming out with a few new versions um where it's like a synthetic and maybe a little more uh synthetic and cork that's supposed to not break have you seen those those I are... have, and yeah, yeah, the whole packaging topic is on fire right now. I don't know if you guys know there's there's a cork shortage, there's a glass shortage, there's a if there's a shortage to be had, it's out there. And I mean, what I've been told is it's affecting people like Jack Daniels and even Crown in their ability to deliver product. They have the product, they just don't have a bottle to put it in. That's crazy. And I think that's yeah. I think it's partially because the the cost of shipping containers has gone up sixfold. You know, what used to cost 2000 a container is now 12000 a container. Oh, boy. So you can't work, you know, if your bottle goes up six times in price based just on the shipping, it puts you in a, in a situation. So um, to your point, I'm digressing a bit. Uh, we like the cork and bottle combination. We're actually having to ship bottles from time to time just because you can't source bottles right now. Yeah, that that completely makes sense. No, we we completely agree. I would if I saw this on the shelf, we had never discussed, uh, talked or spoken. Um, I would have. There's no question. I would have picked this up because it's it's a different look. I like the look. Um, you might drive a few like total wines insane because I don't think their shelves are that wide. But um, <laughs> but it's it's very cool. It's very unique, and you could probably. I mean. It's it's an interesting look because from the front it looks like a tall traditional bottle, but then when you get closer to it, it's it's fairly thin, but it's 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 a nice it's a nice bottle, and I like the consistency awesome. across them, where it's the same label just different colors. I really like that, and I'm a huge fan of putting the batch number handwritten mm. on the bottle. Um, we've had a few where they they either they didn't did. have it <laughs> or it was printed on, which I was gonna just say, yeah. Go ahead. Bit disappointing. Well, and and no. uh, it it kind of ended up being where we were like, did we get a dusty by accident? Because it said 2014, <laughs> and it was uh one of those where it was already printed on there. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this is my favorite part. This is the exact same recipe, guys. Okay. Exactly the same. Only been in a Minnesota white oak barrel. It smells enjoyable. That's about as far as I've gotten so far, but. It's got a decent amount of spice on the nose mm -hmm. and uh, tingles the nose hairs quite a bit. Um, and there's, there is a hint of a sweet, but I can't figure out what it is that I'm getting. And it's a, it's a faint hint, but like I said, it, it's still definitely a lot more spicy up front. Um, for a rye, obviously it's, it's one of those where it's like, uh, cause I'm the rye guy. It, like I'm wanting to jump in on it, but I'm also trying to figure out, like, I know that there's something in there that's a little bit different. This is really good. Um, it's again, this, even though it's, it's a rye, 
it's hard to categorize it because it doesn't completely taste like a rye. Your traditional rye when you're, you know, I mean, back to what you brought up that this was from Templeton, Iowa. You know, you have Templeton rye. This tastes nothing like Templeton rye. And they're attempting to market that they came from Templeton, but they aren't. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really, it's an interesting subject and one I, um, I uh, try to be politically correct on as much as one can. Um, so it's a great story. You know, the, the story, Templeton Rye, the story is a, a great story. Uh, it would be nice if it was their story. <laughs> you know, I, I say that, but, you know, uh, it, it, you know, Templeton Rye is an MGP product. And MGP does a fantastic job of making sourced liquors. They help hundreds, if not thousands of companies get to making product and come up with a good marketing story and get them to the point where maybe someday they can make their own. You know, so MGP serves a very nice purpose for that. And um, it served uh, their purpose for that because the story is the most beautiful part about that product, in my opinion. Uh, unfortunately for them, it's not their story. So, you know, you've got to deal with that at some point in time. I mean, they dealt with it in uh, a number of ways. Um, but I'm in a funny place because... The only thing about that product that is Templeton is the story. And then, you know, everything else, the actual recipe is ours. So we're pretty much in the process of taking that story back. You know, I mean, my grandmother's buried in the Templeton Cemetery. I'm related to everybody in that cemetery. My grandmother had to ride by horse and buggy 32 miles to marry someone she wasn't related to. So it's going to be hard pressed for me to run away from that story. Mm-hmm and that town because that's my DNA. So um, to your question, a great story um, and, a, you know, a good MGP product, but it's not the rye that made Templeton famous. The rye that made Templeton famous is what you got in your hand there. And we're super proud of it because we think it deserves to be famous again. Yeah, and it should. It should. I mean, Templeton kind of threw that off a little bit. Which mm-hmm. I mean, you you mentioned you listened to our Templeton episode, and you said, you know, it was, it was weird hearing us tell the story that Templeton was trying to tell, and it's too bad that they aren't. Honestly, that's kind of a negative check mark in my book, because you know maybe their marketing team was great and thought you'd never come out with a product, yeah, <laughs> but that you did, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of a negative check mark in my book, and. Honestly, like this is way tastier than Templeton Rye. Um, oh, thank you a- across yeah. the board. Yeah, it's nice of you to say. Yeah, and what I was going to uh, say as well. Yes, it's a very delicious sip. Um, I have a feeling after, like, if I was back in 1932 and bought the first bottle, tried it, I would end up broke. <laughs> I would want as many bottles as I could get my hands on because this thing, oh man, I say thing, this, this, oh, it was delicious. The the first two sips were just amazing. So and I don't know how else to explain it other than like there's a, there's good spice, good warmth. Um, and, and when I say warmth, I, I mean like a soft, like it's weird to try and describe it, but like, like it's soft, it's inviting, it's, 
easy to drink, but not, well, no, I'd still think this is dangerous for me. <laughs> if we're going off of a, a Charles type of mentality, this is definitely dangerous for me. Um, this one I, I would have probably every day. I, I, I mean, it's, I'm not as big of a rye guy as you are, Devo. Yeah. We, we know that. I know. But I had to take a, like a few, like leaning back in my chair to kind of be like, all right, calm down. Right. A little <laughs> fanboy. Yeah. Fanboying Before a little I bit. talked. Yeah. <laughs> but this is, this is very enjoyable. And this kind of goes back to something we brought up. Shoot. What was it? Six, seven episodes ago when we had Chris on and he got, uh, helped us to get a bottle of whiskey row. Whiskey row, the, uh, honey. Yeah. It was 80 proof. And it was something, something that I, it took me a long time to really appreciate a well-made 80 proof whiskey. Mm -hmm. Now, again, you, you, some may argue this isn't a whiskey, so I'll say rye, right? Because Correct. Yep. that's, and that is true. Um, we'd have to use alpha amylase or malted barley to make it a whiskey and we'd have to remove the sugar and we're not willing to do that. That's not the recipe. So, and, yeah. and I don't but, think you should have to, I mean, the, the story's so cool and I mean, we have plenty of stuff with chemicals in it. Why yeah. not? Why not decrease one? Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. 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 Totally agree with you. Um, two things I would like to point out to you guys about this particular um, expression. And number one is, do you notice, especially uh, Devo with you being a rye guy, do you notice that there's no black pepper or black licorice on this? Yeah. I wasn't picking up too much of that. Um, like I said, I, Oh, I think I was trying to end up getting to, uh, it was a little bit sweeter. So I don't know if it was more within like the sugar or anything like that, but like the spice still for the spice, it would end up, I don't know. I don't know how, which spice I would end up saying that it, I was picking up on outside of the rye. Yeah. And then that was what I was going to say to you is the, where the black licorice and the black pepper comes from is when you ply rye with a chemical, it, it burns it. Oh, and that's, yeah, that's why you'll get that dusty, spicy feeling on the back of your throat is, in my opinion, the grain has been burnt. Okay. And you burn it. It's a chemical burn. It's the worst burn you can do. And it, it creates that, that finish on the product. And that's why all rye's, uh, in my opinion, a lot of rye's turn off bourbon drinkers is because that black pepper and the black licorice and then the spice on the back of the throat. And my contention is that's from applying it with chemicals. Ours never does that, and that's because we just all we do is plump the rye. Um, we get it, uh, we 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 uh, soak it for anywhere from fourteen to twenty-one days, and um, we just soak the starches out of the, the grain, and then give the yeast what it wants, and that's sugar. You know, it's the same purpose of applying grain with chemical is to get sugar. And I'm not trying to talk down to your audience, but um, you know, what you're getting is yeast eats sugar and creates alcohol. That is the process for making alcohol. So all we do is give the yeast what it wants, but we don't throw a chemical in there that kind of pollutes the process and also uh, kills the process a little early because chemicals and um, um, alcohol they don't go well together. So we just get a lot more yield out of it that way. And we give the yeast what it wants and that's sugar. So um, without uh, throwing chemicals into it and beating the grains up in the process. So that's another reason why you will never have any taste like this because no one does it like this. It takes too long. You're right. There really is no peppery. I didn't, I didn't even really pick up on it. Notice that, but 
it, I get kind of like you get the the rye comes through most definitely. Um, it's not a really heavy rye flavor, but it sits there nicely. I think it's there's enough to satisfy a rye drinker. Or I shouldn't say satisfy. A rye drinker would enjoy this. But to your point, I think a bourbon drinker would enjoy this as well. Right. And that's yeah. That's really interesting because the, we've found yeah. probably, I don't know, 30, 40% that we could actually give to someone that's anti-rye but enjoys whiskey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's it's not common. It, it just isn't. Yeah. and Well, and, 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 and rye is a really tough grain. I mean, corn is a hearty grain. Wheat's a hearty grain, uh, oats, uh, barley, all very hearty grains. Rye is a very sensitive grain. It gets, it gets mean in a hurry. And when I mean mean, it gets, it gets peppery and it gets kind of bitter, mm-hmm. especially if you beat it up. So, you know, I mean, the next time I'm probably ruining rye for you now. It's my <laughs> I apologize for that. But, no, but uh, I... if you ever just put your nose in rye or, uh, put your nose around, um, soaked rye it is what you're tasting here and it's just because everybody else beats their rye up that people think that's rye you know okay. it's actually just abused rye is what it is but um we don't do that we don't abuse our rye <laughs> right and uh because I, I was going to come back to your comment of you know like you're not picking up the like black licorice the the pepper anything like that and rob and i have talked about how uh some ryes we we pick up like a like almost like a spearmint or piney type flavor. No, nope. for this one, dude, my mouth is like clean. Yeah, like, like it feels clean outside of you know the whole piney spearmint mm-hmm. that type of flavoring that you tend to get on a finish. I I just feel I, I don't know. It feels a lot. It's cleaner. refreshing. Yeah, it's refreshing, but we've talked about it before, but I wanted to at least explain what I meant by a refreshing feel that wasn't the same as, you know, one of our other um, reviews. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm primarily getting the rye flavor, a little bit of spearmint. I get a little spearmint flavor in there, and it's mm-hmm. almost like a little bit of a brown sugar sweet is how I'm feeling about it. And to me, it's pretty easy to pick those up. But when you don't try and break it down, the flavor appears very complex, but good because, you know, sometimes complex is bad. Sometimes complex is good. And this comes through very well. I, I yeah. truly, this would easily be in my top five rise. Oh, thank you. Easily. If not, you know, top one or two and, and <laughs> we'll see what the rest of the lineup where he likes to have one and done type of thing. So, yeah. Yeah, these you can drink a lot easier. And I, I think to your point, it's probably the chemical-y-ness of it. It, it is, yeah. And, and, and sadly, it's going to be, nine, in my opinion, 99.999% of rise out there because no one does it this way. But um, the other thing I wanted to mention before we go to the red label is you guys do an old-fashioned competition, right? Yes. Yes, we have. Man, oh, man. That black label. That black, that black, black label is famous all over the U.S. for old fashions. We will definitely add it in. Yeah, please uh, count us in, and I'd love to hear from you about it. Uh, We're actually aggregating a bunch of people who use it for old fashions. We have several super high-end bars that insist that they don't make old fashions with anything else, 
and they go through bottle after bottle after bottle and have people come in and drink five or six old fashions where they'd only drink one in the past. That black label is the ultimate base for an old fashioned. Interesting. So Rob, it, it, you may have to uh, put it up make against a video. Uh, also Bradshaw. Cause that's yeah. the one that you've been using. Yeah, I'm throwing down the gauntlet on the old fashioned man. I will, I'm anything you got out there. And then yeah. you're a, you're a bourbon guy, aren't you Rob? Yes. Very big bourbon. Well, we make this red label just for you. Ah, perfect. Happy to hear that. When we were discussing before, you said you knew Devo would probably prefer a couple of them, and I would prefer a couple of them. Maybe a couple overlapped, or one overlapped, but yeah, interesting. I'm excited to try this one as well. Now, you mentioned Mm old-fashioned. What? So I make a very, I consider it a simple old-fashioned. I do, you know, uh, I think it's half tablespoon of water, table wait nope am i flipping this it's half tablespoon teaspoon holy crud i always forget my recipe i have it written down because my memory is so bad <laughs> maybe i need to drink less yeah. um it's it's basically just water sugar uh bitters and orange peel that's yeah. how i make mine i know a lot of people like to add like the cherry and we may have some listeners that don't agree with that but i prefer it without a cherry because mm-hmm. i think it makes it too sweet right but and it kind of takes away from whiskey, in my opinion. Again, not everybody's going to agree with me, but what's your like go-to recipe for an old-fashioned? Well, I like the I like the sugar cube, obviously, and I like the orange peel, and I like the bitters. But I think the bitters is really a, a very important part of it because it takes the edges off. It's supposed to take the edges off of the the, the rye. So, okay. um I'm not a big fan of the cherry, but I do like to muddle it, you know, all together and then drop a big old fat square ice cube on it and let it kind of get friendly with itself. Uh-huh. And, um, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not on the sweet side of things cause I think our product is sweet enough. Okay. But I think that cherry comes in handy if you've got a bitter or, or a peppery or a, a black licorice rye because it softens it up. I don't think ours needs softening. So I think it's also depending on the, the product, the base you're using. But with ours, I'm not for the cherry. Probably the most controversial drink on the planet, though, will be old-fashioned. What's the right version of the old-fashioned? Mm-hmm. Oh, extremely. There's so many different recipes online, too, to combat. Yeah. Yes. Now, I did hear that the original recipe for an old-fashioned did not call for it, because really, most of the time, people use bourbon in old-fashions. Oh. Mm-hmm. But and a lot of people think it requires a bourbon. But an old fashioned just said sugar, water, spirit. orange peel, and spirit had yep. nothing to do with bourbon. And I was very surprised by that. Yep. No. Yep. No, you're right. You're you're exactly right. Um in trust me, you will get into a you have five hundred opinions on an old fashioned, and they're all right, if you want to know. They're all right. Um I just say play with the Play with the recipe you have and, and, you know, put things in, take things out. Um, but I will say the black label, as far as old fashions go, it's hard to screw it up because it just really gets, it's just hits, it scratches an itch for you is the best description I have. I will be trying that very shortly. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, Can I be there when you do? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We see each other enough between bowling and podcasting. We yeah, see each other true. like twice a week. So, nice. Um, nice. yeah, this smells incredible. Yeah. So this is our bourbon 
our rye that makes bourbon drinkers switch to rye. And um, it's the same recipe. Yet again, here's the crazy okay. part. Same recipe, same barrel, you know, same storage efforts. Uh, we store it in a different way, a different uh, with some, we like to store them steamy and, and kind of buried into um, dark places and others. We like them to be out in a breezy steamy area. And this is more breezy and okay. the black label is more steamy, but it's the same barrel. The only difference between red and black label is the red label is a used barrel. It's a barrel we've used in the past. And it just softens and sweetens it like you wouldn't believe. Wow. I was going to say, it is a little bit sweeter on the nose. I know you already took your sip, Rob, but... You know, I was a little... So, on the nose, I think it it smells great. And it tastes great. But they're kind of... Um, like, you know how sometimes you, you nose a, a whiskey and it tastes just like the nose? Mm. This This tastes similar, but I think it's very... It's it kind of surprises you, and Devo's face kind of makes me feel better about it because I think you got a little surprised. Yeah, this is very unique. Um, yeah. very unique. Yeah. Um, I like to call it a beginner's rye for a person who's just starting. Yeah. Drink, you know, drinking ryes and bourbons because it's really easy to 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 get yourself into, and it's got enough sweetness to where. It allows you to, to enjoy it on the front and then let it develop on the back. But that's probably a little more detail than most people are going to. I've probably had a more, bot, more bottles than most. <laughs> we like details. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think it's good to have as much information as you can, especially if you're getting into something. I mean, when we first started getting into our podcast, the hottest thing in the world was Buffalo Trace and everything that came out of Buffalo Trace. No. Now, personally, I don't like Buffalo Trace whiskey or bourbon. The just the you know the one with the buffalo on the bottle, very simple. I'm not a huge fan, and it drives me nuts that people love making old fashions out of Buffalo Trace because I think it hides no. too much. No. Yeah, and I like when an old fashioned complements the whiskey, and I don't. I personally just don't think that's the case with Buffalo Trace. But, um, you know you. When you hop into marketing what's hot, Buffalo Trace did a incredible job marketing their product mm -hmm. and it's created this secondary market that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um now they make great products. I mean, Stag Jr. is probably one of my favorite bourbons, but it's I don't remember where I was going with this. <laughs> I really Let's don't bring it back to legendary. Yeah. Oh, but <laughs> what was my point? God dang. Who this is well, what whiskey does for you. And I'm going to re-listen to this. I'm assuming you were thinking of along the lines of, you know, you, you can look at a, a big distiller. Uh, it's got a lot of hype. And then you look at something like this that's traditional, oh. has a great palate. Go Thank ahead. you. Yes, you reminded me. I was saying where it's good to have information because you're if, if a bourbon drinker went out there and paid $200 for a $50 bottle just because it was hot, and they compare it to another $50 bottle, they're going to be like, these are the same. Right. And then it kind of, it hurts you because you've just spent an extra $150 on a $50 whiskey. And I mean, that's the great thing about the like distilleries like yourself and uh, you're calling it a craft distillery, which I guess it would be, but it's a distillery. And 
you know, you, you're helping to bring down the prices and bring out other products out there. Now, mind you, maybe old Forrester Jim Beam can create a product a couple dollars cheaper than you can. So maybe your products two, three, four dollars more. But in so many cases, I mean, I've yet to have a craft distillery. Well, there's a smaller distillery. There's one that I'm thinking of. I'm not going to call them out, but that I didn't enjoy. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it's so unique and it's kind of like going, if we're going to compare it that way, or in a way, like I think of craft breweries. So like you've got Coors Light that we usually have as our sobering up type of drink. Um, (laughs) And then you've got, you know, the IPAs that we just love from, from the local distiller or from the local breweries. And there's just something about a craft, and and I I do love the fact that you call you guys uh, you guys call yourselves uh, craft distillers because you you got to give it up to the the little guy so to speak, you know. Well, let me tell you how craft we are, guys. This is stupid craft. We make this four gallons at a time. Oh oh, four. Wow, four gallons at a time. So do you make so much more respect now? Age, Sorry, right? Do you age in larger barrels or is it only four gallon barrels that you use? We age in 15 gallon barrels. Okay. Yeah. And the reason we age in 15 gallon barrels is grandma has said you can't run with a 53 gallon barrel. Ah, <laughs> I like that. See, oh man. I like that like a the... lot. Yeah. It's true. They never use 53 gallon barrels in Templeton, Iowa. You should, never... you guys should make a shirt with that on it. <laughs> yeah. You can't run with a 50. I like that. That's a good. All right, we got royalties set up for you on that one. <laughs> no royalties necessary. Happy to no, come up with a good cool. idea. Well, well and, and just wanting to see it on, on a shirt. Right, I'd yeah, buy right. that shirt. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, that was what picture. my grandma said to Whiskey Rich and his, his family when they allegedly made um, this recipe was they showed up with a 53-gallon barrel in the back of the pickup, and they're like, oh, we think we got it right. Uh, she's like, you big dummy. What what do you got there? Like, what? What's wrong? What's wrong? You got a 53 gallon barrel. You ever try to run with a 53 gallon barrel? And they're like, oh, she, we use 15 gallon barrel. So, you know, just that's how the recipe gets handed down. That's cool, though. It's all of them for that. And we like 15 gallon, you know, um, probably a little bit of insight here, but 15 uh, is just big enough uh, and it's not too small because if you start getting into fives, um, you get a different flavor profile and you get a different aging process. 15 just is perfect for us. What I like about 15 is the fact that when we do barrel sales, it's only a 60 bottle commitment. You know, there's a lot of whiskey societies that can have their own barrel for a 60 bottle commitment. You know, a 53 is 272 bottle commitment. Right. That's a little outside of most whiskey societies, but I got 60 friends that like would like to have the only bottle of that on the planet. So, mm-hmm. you know, Absolutely. we do that with high V's. We sell them a barrel at 60 bottles when it's gone. Snowflake's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. So it's kind of fun because it's, it's your piece of, you know, your piece of something that's unique every time a barrel's made. That's really cool. Yeah. You know, to, to go on to the u- uniqueness, this red label, though. Gosh, dang. It's okay. So they, oh, all three of them have similar characteristics that you can pick up, right? They, mm-hmm. you know, just like any other distillery, no matter which different version you go with, if it has the same mash bill, it's going to have similar characteristics. Now, 
it amazes me how much different flavoring you're getting from these different bottles using the same mash bill. It is really amazing. I get, ironically, and maybe that's why it has a red label, but I get a little cherry on this one. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe even a little bubble gum. Oh, Oh, dang it. I still have a little bit left. (laughs) I do too. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the more you drink, the more you get the bubble gum. Okay. Yeah. Brings me back to baseball days. Yeah. yeah. Little league. Big league too, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That stuff was terrible, but as an adult, you look back and you're like, oh my God, why did I chew on that? You just wanted to be uh, looking like the pros, man. Because it was called big league chew and it was (laughs) cut up like chew. Um, Well, then you found out that they were putting a little bit of tobacco in it while they were chewing on it. So yes, (laughs) a side point. Sorry. (laughs) Now this history lesson. If you guys put an ice cube on this, it definitely opens. This is one that opens up a lot. This is one that, again, if you get a person who's just getting into drinking things neat, uh, if you put a big ice cube on this and let it sit for a couple minutes, it it gets softer. It just gets even more approachable. I can honestly say I've gotten through a bottle of this accidentally putting some ice cubes on it because it just flows. I mean, it flows like a beer flows, you know, or like a really soft and, you know, um, not a lot of products you can say where you throw an ice cube on it and it gets even softer and sweeter and easier. But, uh, um, this is one of my favorites in, in case you didn't know, I, I love the red label a lot. I think it's different. It is really good. Um, I mean, I'm still going to stick with the black label, but that's just I, me. I figured, and I'm <laughs> guessing that Heath has figured that your go-to between the red and the black would be the black and mine would be the red and he's right um so but this i don't there okay so here's my thing you have i have some whiskeys that i absolutely love but i have a glass and there's something about it that i get a little like i have two glasses maybe and my stomach gets a little weird you ever get that (laughs) like you get that little like uh it's not sitting right yep and and then you're kind of done because you're like, I really don't want to throw up after three glasses of whiskey. Yep. Um, and I'm not trying to be bringing negative visuals here, but that's what happens in my mind. So it's the chemicals, bro. It probably yes. is. It's the chemicals. It is. I'm telling this, you. This man. is good for your liver. This is good for your body. <laughs> you, you should just drink this all, the, all day, every day. <laughs> I, and I can drink this very easily. And this... To your point, this this would be something that I could get someone just into whiskey alone, not just into rye. Um, now, I don't think you could give this to someone who's new to rye because they never like rye. Yeah, uh, yeah, they would never. Yeah, like, it, yeah you're right. It does. It, it ruins bourbon drinkers equally as well. You know, it, because it's such a category buster. You uh-huh. know, I mean, I, I love it because it's a category buster and. Um, you know, I mean, I, I know I'm, I know I'm biased, so I'll say that first. But um, the way liquor is made is relative to how it makes you feel while you drink it and after you've drank it. And mm-hmm. um, I've had your experience firsthand with some fantastic whiskeys. You know, I went to a whiskey tasting in Omaha, Nebraska, with the whiskey society out there, and we tried, uh, we tried uh, Pinhook. Okay. And we tried Elijah Craig and we tried Green Spot and we tried, oh, what was the other? Uh, um, it escapes me, but all oh, top shelf. 
you know, um, fantastic tasting product. And here's the bias. I felt like ass after that. Man. I really did. I just felt like complete garbage. I can't say which one it was or if it was all of them, but I just uh, am very sensitive to what's in my food and what's in my liquor. And um, I, I honestly think it matters. And I think someday they'll come to find that that chemistry that they're employing to get 20,000 gallons four times a day out is affecting people more than they realize. So and that I, Surgeon General label is going to change. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, first of all, let me let me let me give you one other caveat. Drinking too much alcohol is bad for you. We all know right. that. But yeah. drinking too much alcohol that's been applied with chemicals is even worse. And um, I have a one request of you guys. Obviously, we can't do this on this podcast, but I would ask you someday to just drink our product and drink too much of it. You know, drink it to the point where you're really feeling it and don't drink any other alcohol that day. Just that alcohol. Wake up the next morning and, and tell me if you do not feel like you did not drink the night before. Okay. And that's uh, challenge accepted. Yeah, please. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely. You know, the high proof's a little easier to do that with than the eating proof, but any one of them's the same because the recipe's the same. No chemistry, purely uh, natural old barn recipe stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, well, I get nasty hangovers. I have like uh, four glasses of whiskey. Um, because I honestly I have a lot of high proof stuff. So yeah. you know, I have three, four glasses of that high proof and I'm I'm toasted. Uh yeah. And the next day hurts. I've had a few yeah. days. Uh, well, I don't do that before work the next day, but right. hypothetically I had a few days where I had to I did some sort of work and it hurt. It hurt. Oh, <laughs> it hurt yeah. bad. Oh, oh. I'll attest to uh, you saying with your stomach going all crazy. Mine was the next, usually is the next day. And it's a, I, I like to call them whiskey shits, but um, <laughs> I, 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 I make my way to the <laughs> Yeah. I make my uh, way to the bathroom a lot more than I would normally. Um, but yeah, actually I did have a question before I ended up pulling over the, uh, is this considered barrel proof or just high proof? For, so for the purple label? Yep, purple label. We call it Patriot. Patriot. And um, purple label is proofed. Uh, it actually in the barrel is closer to 135, okay. 138. And we do sell it that way by the barrel. You know, if anybody ever wants to have their own barrel of 138 proof liquid gold. Because mm -hmm. you see how dark that is? It's incredibly so dark. When we don't proof it, it's almost the color of coffee. It's so dark and it's thicker. I mean, this particular product is thick anyway, and I'll get into why in a minute. But this high proof, it's 121.1. You know, we just thought 1212 is fun. So it's 121.2. Uh -huh. And uh, we wanted to keep it up in the higher proof of high proof. And um this is where where I go when people tell me, yeah, we're not accepting any more brands. We've got plenty of brands. We're not, you know, not interested. I always pull this one out last because uh, we got into Caesar's Palace with this particular product. Uh, we got into the Venetian with this particular product. Nice. Uh, this is this this is even if you've drank whiskey all your life, you've never had a whiskey like this, a rye, I should say, and it 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 hits people in a Wow. I mean, this is wow. 
So you guys got to open that up. Okay. Uh, we do. So this is our high dollar product too. Um, there's only, let me see, uh, 3,800 bottles in existence of this. Oh, wow. And 3,200 of them are in my Rick house. So there's 400 bottles on the planet in circulation. Wow. Oh, wow. And no hurry to sell it because we think it gets better every year. But we believe that this is unparalleled that you will not find anything in any price point, no matter how much you spend. Uh, we sell it for one ninety nine a bottle um, when we sell it. Is this and unfiltered? Uh, it is uh, filtered, but lightly filtered, not okay. industrially filtered. So you might, we're not opposed to some, some char, especially in our high proof. If you're drinking high proof, you probably appreciate a little bit, you know, just a little dusting of char. And, mm-hmm. Completely. And we're doing things old school. You know, we hand bottle, we hand label, we hand manufacture, we hand empty barrels. I mean, the only machines we have are pumps, you know, pumps and, and, and flame. So, you know, it's all old school. But you guys got to break that open because uh, I can, I'm pretty confident you haven't tried something like this before. I'm pretty confident we haven't either. And when you said that you can buy a bottle, a barrel, at 138 proof or whatever, I just saw Devo's wheels churning on, do I have enough savings for this? I just saw it. I saw it in his eyes. Definitely. (laughs) We got to start like a Southern California uh, group to get like enough people to pitch in for a barrel. Feisty Mule would. I know he would. Yeah, you guys can come to the factory and pick your barrel. Pick one of the 36 we have left before it gets known and ever somebody somebody comes along and buys them all you know that's what i'm you can run with right no this is uh go for it diva oh that was a nice pop now yeah. i have to think that i mean i originally when i saw the bear uh, the bottles i knew they were going to pop nicely because of the shape i don't know what it is about the shape i love a good pop um but shape matters a lot on the pop, but I'm so excited to try this. Nice uh, bottle twist, you wine drinker. <laughs> well, sorry. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I am I a wine drinker. Half of it on the... I so I don't it. like to tell people how to drink this, but I'll, I'll, I've got some experience, so I'll just share with you what I typically do, which is obviously put it on the nose a little bit, you know, just catch what it's got going on there. But this is something you can let sit on the tip of your tongue and kind of mix in with your saliva. and. Okay. Um, It's going to build a lot of flavor up front, and then after you've swallowed it, it's going to bring a mountain of flavor up the back for about five minutes. Okay. I mean, this this burns the nose hairs. Yeah. 121.1, you're going to have some alcohol on that. Yes. Yeah. Kind of intrigued to see your your faces. I can't even figure it out, and I know you pretty well. Well, because I I went with... Well, we 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 consider like the letting it sit on the tongue as like the swirl or a swish, swish. Um, and my goodness, was that still a very smooth? And I I I feel weird every time that I say swallow, but it was a very oh my goodness. I'm gonna have to collect my my thoughts. I'm gonna have to collect them. Okay, I I. This is a top five bottle I've ever had, right there. Well, I'll 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 be the first to say it uh, out of the two of us. But this is 
because I'm sure you've heard that in the past that this is someone's favorite bottle or close to it. I can't commit to favorite bottle because I have a lot of bottles that I haven't opened in a while, but it's definitely a top five. I love the heat and I love the flavor that comes along with it. And now I know like my parents, I try and give them a lot of whiskeys that I have and I have a lot of high proof whiskeys and it hurt. They can't drink them because they burn. They burn very heavily Mm-hmm. And I thought this was going to burn a lot more than it does Especially because of the, the nose. nose. Yeah. The nose is hot. Um, mm-hmm. Just the burn. It feels like my nose hairs are getting shorter as I, as I <laughs> nose it more, but don't need a nose trimmer. Just drink it or just sniff this. Right. I wish that was the case. <laughs> that would be much more enjoyable than sticking some electric thing up my nose and having it pull my hairs out basically. <laughs> Sorry, off topic, but oh my, like, like I still feel like I haven't collected myself or collected my thoughts on it because like I've had a few and, and I'll just because there is no category, right? Because I'm, I'm thinking of like, okay, the different barrel proofs, casks, cask strength, whiskeys that I've tried, and there have been a few that were pretty smooth. But this one hits all the points that I would hope for and would want within the rye. In terms of it's got great spice, it's got a lot of heat, packs a punch, definitely smacks you like in the face in terms of like, hey, I'm I'm here to stay. <laughs> you're gonna and nope. enjoy- you're you're gonna like it. And you know <laughs> You're gonna like <laughs> it. You're gonna like it. Like like I I'm 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 gonna bruise you up. And so to speak, but it, it's another one of those that and there's only been a few where, uh, like they, I, I, I guess I like to put the whiskeys as like, it makes me sit down, makes me relax, makes me go back into my chair to reflect on what experience that I just had. And for the fact that I didn't have any words to be able to come up with, to be like, well, yeah, this is what I was getting. Yeah, this is the type of experience that I it was like, well, I'm having all of these damn experiences and I'm enjoying myself. I'm just going to continue to just sit here and relax. <laughs> like, it's one where like, oh, man, I want another sip, but I know that it's going to end up being dangerous for me. I was going to say I wanted to take his challenge right now and just get hammered off this. You probably should. Have you guys drank any other liquor today besides this? I mean, personal no. question. but No, we haven't actually. Well, here's this your is... chance, man. You're halfway home. So uh, you know, just do me a favor. Keep drinking mine. And when you're done, we'll talk about it tomorrow. I'm telling you, you'd, you'd be a changed man. And and, and trust me, I'm, I get the worst hangovers of anybody on the planet. And I've gotten so bad that I won't drink any other product unless I'm forced to it, you know, or I want to see what something tastes like. I feel so disrespectful of spitting it out. So I swallow it, but you know, often uh, that's, that sounds horrible in itself. But <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I was going to ask, is, is that considered a cardinal uh, sin? What is it? A party foul? Like yeah. if you're like, I'm sorry, dude, I don't like this anymore. And you just pour it out in front of their face or hand it to them. Yeah. No, so, um, but let me tell you how we make it because here's the, here's the, you know, here's why I'm so excited about it is we can actually tell people how we make it and they still couldn't make it, which is always an exciting situation. I like that. Remember how I told you we make our own stills? Mm-hmm. 
okay, so we actually machine shop our stills. They're uh, a Prohibition era still design. It's a pot and a reflux still. It's a 28 gallon pot, creates about four gallons of product. And um, then we, you know, barrel them, uh, you know, in groups of three, typically three runs, three to four run skills a barrel. But what this is, is we take the black label. <clears throat> okay. Remember the black label, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. We redistill the black label. We take a, a barrel that's completely aged, ready to roll, and we run it back through our still. But what's beautiful about our still is our still is a scalpel. It's not a chainsaw. So it'll cut the color, but leave the flavor. So I end up having a colorless aged flavored product. So I'll have a black label that tastes like black label, but it's clear in color because it takes the color out, but leaves the flavor. Again, because we use a very crafted, super precise still. We use antique marbles in our still. Nobody does that, guys. And we do it because it's very precise. It, it just is perfect. And then we take that colorless, black label tasting product and put it back in a new barrel for another 18 to 36 months. It's higher proof. It's double flavor. And that's where you get Patriot. And no one will ever be able to do it until they create a precision product like our still. Because when most people redistill, you knock everything back out of it. And it's a flavorless, colorless product. Hmm. Art is actually a colorless, flavorful product that we put back in for another run. And we came across that because in the bootlegging days, you never threw things out. You know, if, if you got it wrong, you just redistill it and barrel it again. You're not going to throw it away, right? Mm -hmm. So I mean, this it would is make how sense. Yeah, so this is how we came across this. We we get a we get a hinky barrel, you know, something that just doesn't quite taste right. We don't know why. So we redistill it and we accidentally came across Patriot doing that. Because the second time around it was higher proof and we noticed that it had flavor on it coming out first time, which is really hard to believe. Yet another great experience. Go to the factory and watch us take a black label barrel and redistill it. Coming out of the still with flavor at 160 proof, 150 proof with flavor, and then put it back in a barrel. And what's exciting about it is that you can't do it. No, I don't care. I don't think any liquor manufacturer could do it, even if they know what we're doing, unless they got a hold of our still and 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 reverse manufactured it. It's that different. And that's how we get that product, guys. We actually redistill and put it back in a barrel, and it comes out just wickedly beautiful. And remember, we proof that. At 138, that is thicker. It's got a little more heat and a little more sweet. And, um, again, you guys are welcome. If you ever tell me you're, you're going to go to Iowa, it's an easy flight into Des Moines from L.A., in case you didn't know. Uh, <laughs> air, maybe 60 bucks each way. I'll change your life because uh, – We'll redistill a bottle of black, and by the time you get to, this, to the factory, you can sip off the still on a white label, or you can sip off the still on a Patriot without color but with flavor. And I don't know of another liquid product out there that has flavor without color. I don't either. Yeah, I, I can't think of one. And then you can obviously sample a Patriot barrel at 138, you know? Oof, that sounds incredible. Uh, Devo, when are we going to Iowa? Um, <laughs> soon? Yes. <laughs> I'm free this weekend. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
Um, yeah. no, this is, this is absolutely incredible. Um, I, my hope for you is you guys become popular as popular as you deserve to be. Um, but you become popular enough that the other distilleries try and copy your stills. Yeah. That's, that's my hope for you guys. You guys completely deserve it. This lineup is incredible. Yeah. Um, I, I can say I've had, I have my favorites, you know, I have a lot of distilleries that I enjoy. Old Forester's probably one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they make great products, yeah. but they're Old Foresters that I don't love. I can't say that any of your four bottles I don't thoroughly enjoy. Oh, thank or, you for that. Yeah. Or, or it can be like, you know, there's, there is a reason to have it on your shelf. Like, you know how, uh, there, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. There, there's a reason for each one and why it should be on your shelf. When I think the, the coolest thing, because I love bottles with stories, right? Like, like Jefferson's ocean, it's an okay mm-hmm. whiskey. Yeah. It's and, and I have it on my shelf. Yeah. But the best part about it is the story. Like, Hey, that's been on a ship. Hey, when was the last time you had something that was on a ship? Well, now you have mm-hmm. Iowa, Iowa legendary rye that when was the last time you had something that came from a recipe from the prohibition? Like that's an awesome story. Um, and you guys did a wonderful job. Uh, like, or I should say incredible job. You guys did a great job with this and kudos to you. Well, and kudos to whiskey rich. You know, I'm so thankful to have met him. He's fifth generation bootlegger. He kept the, the recipe alive. If it weren't for his family, this recipe would be gone. Absolutely. Um, kudos to Max and Alec, our, um, our young guns that, you know, have taken the time to get their 10,000 hours of cooking in. You know, they make this product now. It's our next generation. And we're just excited to, you know, keep the history going. And, and I can't be thankful enough. Honestly, guys, the only thing that I do with this particular recipe is, uh, um, you know, keep the fire burning, keep the, you know, keep the guys uh, super excited. You know, other than the fact that my grandma was the original bootlegger. Um, you know, I'm just a guy who happened to be in the right place at the right time. So I give a lot of credit uh, to the team back in Iowa. They they put it in every day, and, and they love to have guys like yourself stop in. So seriously, if you're ever interested, uh, you have an open invitation. And for that matter, anybody that uh, has an interest, we, we open our doors as best we can. It's always nice to know if people are coming down. Absolutely. Because, you know, we got we to gotta, we gotta start the stills. Sometimes we're not cooking. But we'll always start a still for people like yourself <clears throat> and show you some things you'll never experience uh, anywhere else. I don't know if you guys know Tyler in the Whiskey Army. Tyler. Um, uh, he's out of uh, Long Beach. Oh. Uh, I think he's PGM bar. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I know him well. Well, so, well enough. As well as you can someone via TikTok. Yeah. So uh, you can talk to Tyler. Tyler was at our factory two, three days ago and got his chance to sip off the still. And he told me it was absolutely epic he never had an experience like that and you know um i think that's what life's about man unique experiences chances to do something that you never be able to do you know you can't do that at at jim beam you can't go sip off the worm as it's running right we probably aren't supposed to do that either but being a bootlegger <laughs> and all i don't know better so I'll, I'll to. i know. love it no, the no. story is incredible. It's it's just what you've done is is awesome, and you know all the all the distilleries have stories, but 
I mean, who's actually still related to those people with the stories or did they buy the story? And that's, yeah. that's the difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jim Beam, I think is, is that Centauri? Yeah. Centauri Jim Beam, which is kind of disappointing. Like, I mean, they've done some cool things by being working with a Japanese distiller. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. not back to the roots of Jim Beam. I mean, and I think that's true for a lot of distilleries. I mean, they hit hard times with prohibition and they had to have someone else help support them after that. And it yeah. is what it is. But you you are the story. Like, or your yeah. family is the story. And that's awesome. Yeah. And it, it's definitely got to be a labor of love, guys, because it is so much easier to source liquor than it is to make it. It oh, just worlds apart. Um, but you know, you can't take your grandma's story and throw it in the trash. You know, I mean, you, you know, we follow our heart and we follow our, our mission of bringing back what we believe to be a piece of American history. Yeah. You know, it's funny going back to the hangover situation. Like we've had a decent amount to drink so far and I, I've been babysitting. I, you fine. usually feel it and I get a little bit like not woozy, but like I feel it a little bit in my head and I don't get that at all. I get the the feeling that once spacey. I stand up, I might get that feeling a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's not like my head hurts and it's it's interesting. Yeah, I always get a migraine or a really bad headache, a nasal headache, and I get that gut rot feel. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you're not going to find it in these bottles, guys. I love. I that. mean, you might you might pass out, but <laughs> but you'll wake up like you're not going right, to get a little refreshed. Let's, let's have another. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right, you wake up and want to have the bottle on your ne- the pillow next to you, you know, <laughs> like let's go have the glass set up as you fall asleep. Yeah, no, this is great. So, if you don't mind, can we ask you a few? Not personal; it relates to alcohol. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What What got you? Like, obviously, this has this had like a little bit of a generational. It was generational gap, right? Mm-hmm. What 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 made you think to create your own? Or create, bring it back, I should say. That's, that's probably the best way to say it. Yeah, so um, wasn't a thought at all. Um, so, you know, ask a personal question, get a personal answer. I didn't drink before I owned this factory. Oh. Before I was an owner, I didn't drink beer, wine, or liquor. And it wasn't because I didn't enjoy having a drink or two. You know, I actually thoroughly enjoy it, but just wasn't willing to sacrifice the day after, the week after, whatever the case may be. So, um I actually went into the distillery because they were talking about um, my grandmother, but spelling her name wrong. Uh-huh. And I figured, you know, at least you could spell her name right. Uh-huh. You know, if you're going to give her credit. So I stopped in, got to know Whiskey Rich. Uh, Whiskey Rich will pour you when you get there. He likes to show what he does. He's very proud of his efforts. So he likes to pour. And, you know, one thing leads to another, even though it wasn't my thing to drink. Um, you get pretty torn up. You know, uh, peaches this, apple pie that. You know, he just loves to put the flavors together. He loves to pour the, the drink. So I had way too much to drink and uh, went out to eat that night, got done eating and thought to myself, man, now this is different. I've never had the chance to drink and not feel like garbage shortly thereafter. So I was dreading it. To be honest, I was dreading it during, I was dreading it after, and it just never happened. And that was an aha moment for me. That's like, holy Moses. You know, I've always felt kind of ostracized with people. Oh, let's have a drink. And I'm like, yeah, I don't drink. It's just, it's not for me. 
And this is my ticket to being able to drink and not feel like garbage. So it's, it's changed my life strangely in that I love to have a drink. It's just, do you survive a legendary ride? (laughs) I'm not drinking. So, um, people think that's kind of weird, but it's the truth of the matter. And that's how I got in, you know, uh, whiskey rich talking about my grandmother, my grandmother being one of 10 families that made Templeton rye back then. I actually believed that Templeton rye was my grandma's recipe before I was in the liquor business. I thought, you know, they told the story. I knew the story. Grandma left the letter behind and handwritten. You know, I did this, I did that to feed the family, not to be a gangster. So all the while I thought, wow, that's a great story. I'm so glad that Templeton Rise carried that story on only to find out that <laughs> that's not the recipe. And that's not, you know, that's not what grandma made. So knowing that, I kind of felt like a, I felt like, like it's a personal mission. You know, when somebody's taking your, your history, and taking your story and, you know, basically taking over the town's history and it's not made in Iowa and it's certainly not the original recipe. There's plenty of books written about what the recipe was and it's certainly not a product out of Indiana. So um I felt a personal mission to get involved and share it with the world because I really think it's uh something no one else has had. So that's how I got in. And I just uh, decided that, you know what, I'm gonna set the record straight. I'm gonna bring it out to the masses with the help of the team and we've been fighting for it ever since. That's awesome. One of our other questions we like to ask other, I mean, uh, other people in the whiskey business or alcohol business is what your drink is outside of what you drink. But that we, we found that out with that yeah, last question yeah, as well. Last question. Well, let me tell you what I like to drink. Uh, cause this is, this is kind of funny. It's out of left field, but I like to drink, uh, legendary doctors and that is uh, Dr. Pepper and red label. Okay. Oh. All right. And I'm telling you that that's a drink you can get lost in in a big hurry. <laughs> I was going to say, Rob, you've been drinking a little bit more uh, Dr. Pip. I love DP. <laughs> yeah. I'll, well, if you like Dr. Pepper, throw a little red label on your Dr. Pepper and replace your, your rum and Coke and your Jack and Coke <laughs> all day long. Now, I love it. It actually just that cherry that you're talking about. You ever had cherry Dr. Pepper? Uh-huh. That mm-hmm. cherry and that little licorice and the little bubble gum, throw it in with that Dr. Pepper. And oh my gosh, that's a good drink. I mean, that's a good drink. Girlfriend's <laughs> gonna hate me that one night. I'm gonna be all but, torn but, up when I when I show it to feel my wife. She's gonna be like, "What did you do to me?" <laughs> right? Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, yeah. This it's been incredible meeting with you. Um, and I'm a little like, well, you're a little buzzed. I got you. Well, I'm. Well, you know, we know we're buzzed. You are too, Devo. I Don't am, act like... I am. But I, I was going to ask, because I, I think we talked about it a little bit off air beforehand, um, for like the goals, like to, like, where are you wanting it to kind of like grow into? Obviously, you know, take your uh, story back and, and be able to claim that. And yeah, like where, where would you like it to go to? Like, what is, what is one of the bigger goals for the distillery. So the team's always talked about that and we've pretty much decided what we will do and what we won't do. And what we won't do is change the recipe. Okay. Absolutely. I appreciate that. that. We'll never go to uh, cooking in uh, thousands of gallon pots. Okay. Never do it. It, it, in, In, in the team's perception, we always stay with four gallon yield 
and just have a whole lot of them, you know, 100, 200 stills running at the same time to keep it true, you know, to keep it real. You know, it's hard to make Thanksgiving dinner in a, in, in, a, in a huge oven. You know, you need to have that little oven and you have to have that personal touch. So, you know, that's our production goal is to always keep it real to the story. Um, we believe that, you know, this is what we've talked about a lot lately is that e-commerce is where everything goes. You know, I think that Amazon and, um, uh, Drizzly, and, and, you know, uh, Uber getting involved with that. We think that the market is going to open up to real story, unique products. If you can get the product at the shelf price to the door efficiently. So what we want to do is make craft accessible to the masses through e-commerce and I think we're going to do that in the next 30 days. I think we'll be the smallest, you know, true liquor manufacturer growing the grain in the whole nine yards that can get into households in 44 states online at shelf price. And that's what I want to do. I want to show people something they can't get anywhere else that they can enjoy and not ruin their next week. I actually saw a commercial once by a tequila manufacturer that went somewhere along the lines of tomorrow's overrated. And I actually want to go just the opposite. Tomorrow's priceless. You know, tomorrow's priceless. And so, you know, I try not to get too far down the road with, you know, saying alcohol is good for you or alcohol is not bad for you because that's not true. That's not fair. Might offend some people with that. But I will say there's lesser degrees of bad. And I, I think I'm the least degree of bad you can get in, a, in an alcohol product. And I think it's going to open it up to people like myself that chose not to drink prior to trying my product because they weren't willing to give up the next two, three days to a hangover or to feeling like garbage. Yeah. So that's our goal. You know, e-commerce to the masses, keep it real to the recipe and try to get it, you know, a unique experience to as many people as possible. That's awesome. No, I love that because, you know, we all grew up, you know, we... We grew up, you know, we come out of college. I'm saying, you know, like every other two words. I wasn't sure if you were picking Holy up on crud. the fact that you are picking yeah, up, it's, you know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> um, we went through college or we, most of us have gone through college and you drink cheap alcohol. You can handle it when you're 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. But then no. you start getting past those years. And like you start you appreciating. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I can honestly say after 25, it was a lot harder. And after 30, it was even harder. Yes. Um, and most people would consider 31 to still be young. I mean, we're both 31. Right. And mm -hmm. I get, I hurt if I drink too much. And agreed. I'm willing, I have no issue paying for a better alcohol. I mean, that was something for the longest time, my my stepdad drank a lot of tequila and he drank Jose Cuervo for a lot of his life. Then he stepped up and he's like, wow, I feel a lot better after drinking this than yeah. Jose Cuervo. Yeah. Um, and you know, you're right. The next day does matter. It does. You got to mow the lawn. You got to take care of the kids. You, and if you can drink something, maybe in excess, occasionally you just want to get drunk. Right. Let's be honest. You just want <laughs> nope. to forget. Just let loose. Not saying no. that alcohol is always the way to forget, <laughs> but sometimes we do. And sometimes you just want to have fun yeah. and do it. And you don't want to hurt the next day. Right. 
talking talking about like letting loose, getting a little drunk. I'll, I'll be honest, I, I'm feeling it quite a bit right now, and it's a little bit different experience. So to go back to Heath saying like, you know, you're gonna feel different the next day or or different from what you've been drinking before. Like I already feel it within the buzz or within my drunkenness. Um, like, yeah. I don't think I've ever said you know so much. So there's already a different buzz for me. I I know I say yeah a lot anyways, but. (laughs) I I don't think I've said um as much um, (laughs) as I say um. There we go. So, but it's, it's just good. It's very good. Now, we talked about the price of the white rye. The, the, so I think there's a difference. I think it sounds like you are trying to keep away from those ridiculous secondary prices from a lot of these online retailers, which I'll be honest, we attempted to affiliate with one of them. We pushed it for one episode and then we've never pushed them again because we can't see pushing something that's twice MSRP. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't think it's fair to our listeners. They respect or they enjoy what we have to say. I'm not going and they're taking their time to listen to what we say. I'm not going to ask them to pay twice as much just because we get a cut. That's, that's not how we are. But so the, I don't know how you want to retail price, right? Retail prices. I think we use that as what it should cost or MSRP. Mm -hmm. Those are both confusing because you buy a car. MSRP is usually higher than what you pay for the car. Correct. So what is the going price? There we go. For the red, black, Red, black, and blue, purple label. I almost said blue. Yep. It kind of comes across a little blue to me. It's blue. It's a, it's purple. It depends on the you know on the on the label manufacturer at the time. You know, just like Fair. that sort of thing. But so um, white is nineteen shelf. I'm going to say shelf price. Okay. You know, and and then I want to follow that up with a description, but I'll get through that quickly. So shelf price is nineteen for the white label. Okay. Twenty nine for the vodka. You didn't get it, but it's like the white label with less flavor. It's a little more, you know, vodka-ish. Okay. Same recipe. Uh, 39 for the black label, 49 for the red label, 199 for the purple or Patriot label. And what our goal is, is shelf price is to your door price if we get to about a 60, $60 price point is the goal. You know, where literally shelf price is to your door price. Let me tell you why that's hard to do. <laughs> You have to convince a distributor and a retailer that their typical marks cannot be their marks anymore because they're not doing any of the work. You know, I mean, I get it when the distributor is hand selling a bottle, they've got a right to a mark because you've got to pay people to do that. You've got to warehouse it. You've got to da 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 da. Well, if, if people are coming to my website and buying our product and all you're doing is fulfilling the three tiers, then why are you getting your mark? It's not fair to the consumer, you know, so me being in the business three years, I'm an absolute pain in the ass because I'm all about fair. You know, oh, well, that's just the way it is, is usually the answer you get. And then once you solve that problem, you got to solve the retailer problem because the retailer also like, well, listen, I always make blank on a bottle, so I'm going to still make blank. It's like, yeah, but you didn't do anything. (laughs) All you do is get it from the distributor, put it in a box and send it out. So where is that fair to the consumer? If you're not doing anything, 
where's that fair to the consumer that they have to pay that typical mark for the distributor and typical mark for the retailer when you guys aren't doing anything? All you're doing is fulfilling the law. You know, it doesn't sit on your shelf. It, you don't have, you know, you're basically just boxing it up and sending it. So through this constant complaining that I've done of I'm not willing to accept that for my for our customers, I'm not willing to accept that. So I'm going to find shelf prices, ship price with somebody. Well, as of Friday, literally yesterday, we had a retailer who bought into that concept and a distributor who bought into that concept. And by saving those dollars that the retailer and the distributor would typically get for hand selling or shelf selling product, they've agreed to keep their mark at a minimum so that we can pay the shipping out of what they would have made and in some cases reward a an influencer with an incentive program so that we can take care of the people who make things happen and that's what we're trying to do is if you helped us sell it you've got a right to something and if you've helped us fill the tears you've got a right to something and the consumer's got a right to pay the same price as the shelf to get it to their door just like amazon does you know they charge extra for shipping free shipping mm -hmm. We get somewhere around 800 visitors a day to our site and abandoned carts all the time. If you had to guess why people abandon carts, would you give it a wild guess that it's shipping? Yeah, I was, yeah. was going to say it has to be the shipping. Yeah, so that, that's what we're trying to do is, is get ship price, a shelf price, and fight for the consumer so that the distributor and the retailer aren't getting their regular mark if all they're doing is passing it through. And then reward the influencer who introduces the product with some type of, you know, incentive for introducing it to the masses. We don't do that now. And I know you guys aren't talking about product for that reason, but I think it's only fair, to be honest with you. Well, you know, it, I have no problem pushing your product without an incentive just because it's it's good. And we are on a uh, a a platform where we're trying to open people's eyes, right? right? We want them to like us for what we say, not for what we say because we make money. Right. right. We, yeah. we obviously don't want to operate in a loss. Like <laughs> we don't want to just be, you know, shelling out $5,000 for the business cost and alcohol a year without any money coming back. Now, luckily we're on a podcast, so there's less overhead than like what you have. We don't have to, have an office. There are a lot of things like that, but we would rather push something like a company like yours. You've been willing, you've, you've taken out your time in your day to talk with us, to go mm -hmm. over your products. You could have easily just sent us the products and said, Hey, review them on your own. Right. And I'm guessing that'll happen more often than not, but it's, you don't see a product much like this. It's a cool product. It's, I mean, it's, I say cool, right? But it's a great product that is cool because it has that story. You don't get that with most products out there. Right. And and to kind of go back on the lineup and to give my two cents in terms of price-wise and everything, like after tasting all four, like I mean I mean, I know you're you're fighting with like okay, not too many people know about us and all of that, but I would legitimately pay at least if not more twenty dollars more than what you're like selling them at like that i i after tasting it i would legitimately for for my own self and everything like i i think it's definitely worth 
what you're selling it at. And it you th- whoever's going to taste it, they're going to think like, this is a lot better than what I paid for it. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm glad you feel that. A Absolutely. lot better. I think I, I saw your prices before, and I'm really glad you broke down the purple label, the Patriot. Because when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, the I, because most people I think would consider the Patriot to be barrel strength. Like that's what right. most people would say based on like your lineup. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, $200. But then hearing why it's $200, I think that's the difference, right? Like you look at Bullet. Bullet has their basic version at $23 for a 750 milliliter bottle. And then they have their barrel strength, which is the same damn bottle, just at barrel strength, for $60, $70, I, which is I almost is triple triple the price of the basic, and it's only 30% higher in proof. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, that doesn't make sense. And then I was thinking, personally, just being ignorant on your, your brand, ignorant such an ugly word, but <laughs> you get what I mean. Like, I'm not... I don't fully have all the information about your brand. So I was thinking, oh, this is the red or black label at 121 proof, but it's not. It's not. And that's, that's, I think, something important. And I think our listeners will appreciate too, because how often do you get to have a, a whiskey that is put back through distillation and then barreled again? Like, that's awesome. That's really cool. That makes it, I think, and that's what people need to know and why it's important to understand products before you buy them, just instead of just paying price, understanding why they're the prices they are. Well, there's the uniqueness. There's the story behind it in terms of like, you know, we don't waste it. So we put it back through to to make it even better. And oh, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> I, I mean, we... It takes three barrels of black to make one barrel of Patriot. Oh, three wow. barrels. Okay. We, strip, we, we lose that much. And then in, in addition to that, there's time. Absolutely. You know, there's an additional barrel, and then there's that additional time. And, you know, um, here's what I always, you know, because I think 199 bucks is a lot of money for the record. It's true. <laughs> I, you, you, I'd wrestle anyone on the planet for $199 for the record. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, setting that aside, um, the the i will say this that patriot bottle i'll put it up against any high proof product on the planet i'll put it up against any price point on the planet head to head and say that it is uh unique to itself and that it stands up to anything else you've ever had i mean what's that worth you know what's that worth especially when there's what uh 300 bottles on the planet in existence right now and it's not like we're trying to blow it out. We're really particular about it coming out to be what we think is perfect. We think it's perfect. We don't think we could improve on it yet. I mean, we're always thinking. But we believe, I mean, Whiskey Rich likes to say he'll put it up against anything out there for taste, for color, for, for experience. And, you know, there's some value there. And I mean, it's expensive to run a distillery, a small distillery, especially Absolutely. we're making yeah. it four gallons at a time. And then we take those four gallons and split it down to one gallon and then put 15 of those in one barrel to get to that bottle. That's a labor of love, gentlemen. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> a labor of love. But I think it's well worth it. You know, I mean, 
dig into that bottle of Patriot tonight, have some fun with it. And uh, I think you'll find it to be uh, something you have not experienced in the past. And it, it's good on the front and good on the back. I I completely agree. It's it's great. Could I pour some for Ariana? Yeah, of course. Okay. We'll we'll talk about it off the air. But <laughs> um, Heath, thank you so much thank for so coming much. on. It's it's been an extreme pleasure. Um, yeah. We 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 know that our listeners will appreciate all of your insight, and I the I can story. tell you, we will both be pushing your product and. Oh, thank you. Uh, can you remind us one more time of the website that they can go to? Well, they can go through your website, Iowa legendary rye, um, and then mm-hmm. .com and no. click buy now. Right. I think it is. Yeah. We got buy a barrel or buy a bottle. You can buy barrels or bottles on our website. Just so you know. So whiskey societies out there that have 60 members you can get your own expression You can come to the factory and pick it out. You know, you can literally come in, pick your barrel out of the six, 700 barrels we have right now. So um, we do the buy a barrel or buy a bottle, and then it brings you right to the site. Uh, right now, it brings you to Grape and Mash. If you spend, I think, $44, it's $14 shipping. That's so, you know, bad. if a guy, you know, gets a couple bottles, you start wearing that shipping down to $7 a bottle. Three bottles gets down to $5 a bottle. It's, it's pretty reasonable. And if you give us another 30 days, we're going to work that down to nothing. We're going to work that down to free nice. shipping eventually. And um, it just know you're supporting probably the smallest batch maker in existence. I don't know anyone making it four gallons at a time or less than four gallons at a time. I can assure you that. That's very... And we do that because we, it's quality control, man. Absolutely. Yeah. You cannot tell me you can make 20,000 gallons of anything and have any version of a consistent, unadulterated product. I don't... It's, you know, through science, perhaps, through just chemical... Uh, you know, mastery of the chemical process, perhaps, but as far as making a an organic, no chemical, four ingredients, historically accurate product, you can't make it more than four gallons at a time. And that's what you're getting with us. And that's the experience you get and the taste you get. And we're going to stick to that just because we think it's special. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's, it's so true. I mean, that's why batch to batch, Elijah Craig, barrel strength, some versions are loved a lot more than yeah, others exactly because yeah. even yeah. that batch which is barrel, or uh, yeah batch and mm-hmm. bottle and and it's true i mean i'm i'm gonna take your word for it because i can only imagine that's part of it um they make it in such large quantities mm-hmm. yeah but yeah we don't want to take up too much more of your time and uh the listeners, hopefully everyone's stuck around this long, but an hour and 42 minutes is a pretty long podcast. Right. So, Heath, we cannot thank you enough again yeah, for coming you, on and for uh, sending these bottles over to us. Again, we will push the heck out of this because it's great product, not because you came on or because you sent us bottles, but because it's a good product. And I Absolutely. think that's the important thing. Um, we won't sugarcoat it. We are kind of, well, I'm known to being, I'm known for being an asshole. So um, <laughs> and I, I'm known to at least dabble in the PC, but I'm, I'm still at least honest. <laughs> so Yes, no. but we no. really appreciate you being on and well done. Yes. Well done. Oh, thank you. And thank you. Yeah. Have some fun with it, guys. Uh, you know, definitely put your, me and your old fashioned dealio. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, try the legendary doctor with the red label. And, oh, uh, definitely. 
yeah. Please overindulge and, and, and call me out if you don't find it to be one of the least um, disruptive liquors you've ever had as far as, you know, ruining your next day. It's, it, it's, it, it changed my life in that I can actually have a drink pretty much every day, get up in the morning and still do my thing productively. And, you know, for a lot of people out there, that, that in and of itself is, is, is unheard of. So right. I appreciate you guys having me on and I thank you guys for supporting craft brands out there, man. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again. And to all of our listeners, as always, keep it neat, friends. Woo-hoo.